Welcome to Raising Hail, the podcast nobody asked for but everyone needs by best friends turned partners turned parents. I'm Samantha McKinnon. And I'm Brandon Hale. And we're on a mission to remind you that no one has their shit together. Join us each week to get unsolicited advice from two non-experts on things we all go through. Think about this as your one-stop shop for raw, approachable, and sometimes uncomfortable takes on parenting, love, and life. We do not know what we're doing, and we want you along for the ride. Welcome to this episode of Raising Hail. It's George Jetson. Wow. I didn't honestly watch that a lot. You never watched the Jetsons? I, mm, not What's really. What's the matter with you? Did I... you even have a childhood? Was <laughs> not allowed to watch a lot of TV. Says a lot about you. Yeah. Well, likewise. <laughs> so this week we're going. We're, we pulled an audible. Frankly. Yeah. This week is a little bit of a. We were, we were planning to do a podcast about uh, things that your family did when you were like growing up that you thought was kind of like normal, like you thought people did that, like other people, and, uh, and then as an adult you've learned that that's not the case. And I had uh, like lots, and you had a hard time thinking of mm-hmm. like literally a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, and given the fact that we're on some time constraints this week, we have put a pin in that. So what I will say is if you are somebody listening to this that has thought the same thing, like thought that you had like a family tradition growing up that was like super normal and all, all families did. And that's what you thought. And now that you're an adult, you look back and you're like, that was actually totally wild. And nobody does that. It's super weird. <laughs> uh, let us know. And we will certainly share them. And if you'd like to remain anonymous, that's fine, but we will it would probably help me because if, if any of them I did, then you would like, know oh. it would be weird. Okay. Well, then we can be weird together. Sure. So, uh, yeah, leave us a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Hello at SamanthaMcKinnon.com. And let us know if you've got a weird childhood thing. We would love to know and we would love to share it if you would allow us to do so. Uh, and, of course, I just alluded to the fact that we're on a time crunch this week. So the big update for us is that you are going back to school. Yes, I am. I've been, well, I guess Monday didn't count, but, yep, back to the night school. Back to the grind again. It's been a while since you've been in night school. Three years? Yeah. I think? Yeah. I think the first year we moved here. uh, Yeah, that's when I wrote my exam. Yeah. So, what's that all about? Tell us about why you're going back. Give us a little cold note snapshot. Well... Um, in order to further my career, I need uh, to um, learn more upgrade. things. Upgrade. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So essentially, three months of schooling, twice a week for a couple hours a night. Yeah. And some homework. Right. Crunch time. And some exams. Do you do exams in this? There's like quizzes and then the exam comes at the end. Oh. To get the license itself. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, I don't know if there's an exam to pass the course, then an exam to... Get the license. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
So we'll see. Interesting. All right, well, that's I don't know that. much about it. It was kind of just a split second decision to join this class. Well, I'm glad that you are just, uh, you know, advancing in in your life. Are you? I mean, honestly, <laughs> when you first told me we, we like signed up and we had like three seconds notice that this was happening, I was mostly not okay. Um, selfishly, because there are some days where I am like watching the clock like a hawk, frankly, um, waiting for you to come home to relieve me of my duties. <laughs> Some days are great. Some days I am watching the clock tick down until you walk through the door. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little, uh, a little apprehensive, certainly, about how this was going to impact my life. Because, <laughs> you know, it's all about me. Well, no, I mean, we know that this is going to benefit me and us in the future, but also, like, Colton is a handful. <laughs> and I only have to spend like three hours with him. I only get to spend three hours with him. Three, four hours with him. A day, you mean? Yeah. 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 So I guess we're going to see. We're going to change things up. Luckily, I've got some uh, extra hands, helping hands coming mm -hmm. into, the, uh, into the scene. Uh, because in all of this, I'm still trying to actually run a business and raise a baby. It's working so far. So, well, thank you. All right. At least I'm assuming so. You haven't <laughs> told me otherwise. You're still floating, I believe. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into it. So what we're doing is we thought, uh, given the lack of time we have to prepare for this episode, we would do something that we actually do pretty, I wouldn't say like frequently, but we've done it before, like on a pretty regular basis. And that is playing this card game. <laughs> What? Are you scared to say it? I'm kind of scared to say it. Just play it on... I think it's Huga. 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 Um, okay, shh. Huga. Huga. I don't think that's right. I think it's who. But regardless. H-Y-G-G-E. Uh, Some... Okay, we know. Some of you <laughs> may know of this uh, because it's like a big trend about, you know, like creating cozy spaces is like very much the theme for fall and winter um but this game the concept of mm. huga or i, I guess maybe I some people call it a way to have a conversation too right so this game is like the, so one of the concepts of huga mm -hmm. is that it's like the the idea of like spending quality time together um doing uh you know like like the day-to-day -day life but like embracing those kind of small moments and so this game uh which we can definitely link to it's on amazon that's where i got it uh so we'll link it in the show notes um <laughs> we podcast, eh? <laughs> we uh have played this before and basically it's a deck of cards and every card has like three questions and we're just gonna rapid fire through a few questions and discuss and uh, this is like a sneak peek into how we spend some Saturday mornings. Yeah, Saturday or Sunday mornings. Uh, when yeah. we have time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I like or about this... when we this, haven't talked to each other in a little while. <laughs> well, yeah. It allows you to catch up. It's something that is, you know, you both... And, and you could do it definitely as a group too, but we get to like be just in that moment and mm -hmm. discussing and... 
you know, it kind of guides the conversation. So it's like, if we don't really necessarily have stuff to talk about or things to catch up on, um, it still allows us to have like some pretty meaningful conversation. Oh yeah. Some of the questions end up, or the answers to the questions end up taking like half an hour. Yes. When they lead to new questions and or just a discussion, more elaborate conversation. Yeah, for sure. It's not, they're not like yes or no questions. Right. As you guys will see. Right. Yeah. It's a little thought provoking. It's designed to, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you will hear, um, it's designed to just, you know, facilitate discussion and communication and we're going to dive right in. Do you have one? Go. You start. Rapid fire. Start? Mm, what is your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, Jesus. Pasta. Pasta? But like copious amounts. Like I don't... One of the things... Like I'm, two boxes of macaroni? No. Like like if I could eat pasta every single day for the week, like that would be an ideal life for me. Uh, and like only eat pasta. Like every day it was like a different pasta with a different sauce, but it was always pasta. Pasta every day. And so, like, what, you feel guilty if you do that? Because that's the way I'm reading this. It's like, like, you, whatever it is that you do, it's, you enjoy it, but you feel guilty doing it. I would feel guilty eating it every single day. Really? Like, forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, sometimes I go, like, it also depends on, like, where in the cycle I'm at that month. <laughs> but sometimes I'll have some sort of pasta, like, a couple days in a row. And sometimes I do get sick of it. And then other times I'm like, what are you doing? Eat a vegetable. So, like, because when I'm saying eat pasta, it's, like, only pasta. Like, nothing else. <laughs> sauce. No sauce. No, with Just sauce. Pasta. No, But, like, no veggies, no <laughs> or meat. Or is that your, your butter and Parmesan cheese Yeah, pasta. straight nudes. Mm -hmm. Which uh, is, I think... I mean, yeah, the butter and Parmesan cheese is the way to go for a quick one. But I'm not against jarred sauce. Well, at the quick and ready, it's good. And you can always add to it. I always add a lot of chili flakes. So that's mine. Because if I ate it to the degree at which I wish I ate it, <laughs> I feel pretty guilty about it. And not that I am like a proponent for, like, there's good food and bad food. I just think, like, a, a diet slowly of pasta is probably not a good thing uh from like a diabetic perspective um like longevity and even italians live long and they eat a lot of pasta i don't think they do eat that much based on my time in italy hmm. so we'll dive into that another time but okay you go oh i have so many pick the guiltiest <laughs> tim tams probably <laughs> Most specifically. Really? Well, I, there, yeah, like you can't have one and you can't leave just one. Like you have to eat the whole. The whole sleeve. It's not a sleeve. It's like there's one container with 12, I think. Okay. And. You eat them all. They're like a magnet. It's like you finish one and all of a sudden your hand's reaching back for another one and you're not even paying attention. Which ones are your favorite? Uh, probably the caramel ones. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Just adds that extra. Extra je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it means I don't know. That's yeah, not I mean, I don't know. chocolate in total. Like, see, this is what I mean. Because I also enjoy going in, like, french fries and burgers. Oh, Poutine and hot dog New York fries. That's my other one. 
Yeah, I used to work there. It's ruined for me. But, nonetheless. Okay. But, like, okay. So, the guiltiest of guilties is Tim Tams. Which Probably. are cookies, by the way, for those of you who haven't tried they're them. Like, they're like Vortman's uh, wafer cookies covered in chocolate. Kind I, of. Uh, okay, yes. I see what you're saying, so. but the cookies are less wafery. They're more like cookie biscuit, in my opinion. But yes, I see what you're saying, that there's layers. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Next. Can good parenting be learned or is it innate? I think you're always going to parent based off of things that you enjoyed from your parents Mm. and then not doing the things you didn't like. Mm. If you, yeah, I mean, if you've done some work to dig into that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, if you have that awareness. Okay. So you think that... I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously, if you put in the effort to, well, no child's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to learn how to care for your child. Oh, interesting. But, like, the disciplinary side of it and the... um this is how our household works. Mm-hmm. Kind of, that's, I mean, it's just is what it is. Right. So <clears throat> would you say then for somebody, you know, say somebody's grown up and they, you know, there's certain elements of their childhood or how they were parented that they don't, you know, that, that maybe was traumatic or caused, you know, some mental health challenges or whatever that looks like. Do you think that, you know, it it's something that somebody could like easily like turn the table on or or to have a different approach on. I think if they're aware of it, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I fucking hated that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. So it definitely takes or if some. You just grow up and be like, well, this is what my parents did, so this is how I'm gonna act. Right. Because I turned out all right. Mm-hmm. But did you? Uh, I say that a lot. And <laughs> I, I say that a lot, and I'm not sure uh, that I did. Okay, so I think learned. I don't think it's innate, because on the flip side, are people just innately bad parents, or did they learn that from something? You know what I mean? Well, like they, you're saying the same thing I am. Right, and that's what. But that, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's like whether you're a good parent or you're a bad parent. I think it's all learned. Well, yeah, I mean, your your parenting skills are all going to be based off of something. Mm-hmm. Like, no one was born a parent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because there is this, especially with mothers, this, like, instinct, motherhood instinct that gets tossed around this idea a lot. Um, and it's funny because that's how I felt initially. Like like uh, with a, a newborn coming into our life mm-hmm. i just felt like i grasped it mm-hmm. and having not had really any experience with newborns at all um yeah. you know even with obviously outside of our family not not a whole lot of experience in that sense and so i feel like you know from that aspect maybe there is a case for it being more of an instinct well i probably a bit of both like mm-hmm. if we're really going to look down and 
dig into it. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some things where you're just going to have to react. Right. And some things where you're like, oh, I remember doing this. I think it also depends on the person because I remember early on when we brought Colton home, the first, those first few weeks, few months, one thing that you struggled with, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the idea of like all of the things having to happen kind of like at once. And you constantly were like, oh, I didn't do that. I forgot that. Or you'd like walk over here, but forget a bottle over there. Or like you, you couldn't get all of the things like sequentially in order are, are you following i'm i don't i don't recall that happening i recall you being very scattered and well initially probably because we you know did not sleep for a couple of days no not not like right off the hop but mm. like as the weeks progressed i recall you being really scattered and then you would say to me how do you remember to do that how do you like and it yeah, was just something well, that I did. And the one thing that I said to you was that my brain is always scrambled because of how it works. And so I'm like used to the chaos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you're not used to it, then like you have to think, oh, in order for me to do this, I need to do this and this and this and this first. Mm -hmm. And like my brain always thinks like that. But if you're not somebody who always thinks like that, like the, the concept of like introducing, especially a newborn into your family, I think can be like very rattling. Hmm. I'm still trying to remember any time that <laughs> I did anything like that, but. <laughs> okay. I don't have any examples off the top of my head. So you're just gonna have to trust me. Sure. Okay. Next. <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah. What is your favorite? See, this is this is the difference between you and I. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is your favorite animal at the zoo? Like, yeah. are you serious? Well, it's a good. It's a good question. Yeah. Sure. What's yours? Ooh, I I'm, know what yours is. What? The monkeys. Okay. I don't know. I like the hippos are pretty cool. <laughs> but like, I would I would love to say like a lion or something like that, but they're always snoozing. Oh. They're always sleeping. Okay. And the reason I probably say hippos because the last time um, we were there, it was like peeing like crazy in front of everyone. Was it peeing or pooping? I thought it was peeing. I thought it was pooping and the tail was going around and around uh, and around and around. Maybe. Okay. I was doing something funny. Specifically, mine is a chimpanzee. Hmm. Uh, they're very cute. They're the little ones, right? I don't know. I don't know. They're like monkeys. I don't know. In terms of relative, they're smaller than a gorilla. They're smaller bigger than one of those like little spider, spider monkeys. monkeys. They're in between. Mm. I would say almost closer to the gorilla size mm. than the spider monkey size. Gotcha. But I'm not I like think I know what up you're on about. monkey anatomy. Mm. I see. Okay. Next. Lame question. Right? Yeah, it was a lame question. Uh, did you ever hide anything from your parents when you were a kid? Well, that's a silly question. I think everybody does. Yeah, but like, give me an example because I have a very specific example. Did I hide anything from my parents? Did I hide anything from my parents? Well, like later on, like when I was a teenager, I had to like hide weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, now that I think about it, I don't think I actually did hide anything. <laughs> you just didn't give a single shit, eh? 
it's like hidden in plain sight, I guess. I don't know. I didn't have anything to hide. Really? I mean, don't talk about the, the shit that you do with your friends, but... Okay. Or, like, people... Like, I never really talked about, uh, like, any time I felt like I got bullied or anything like that. Oh. Mostly because at the time I never really thought I was getting bullied. Oh, you just thought you were fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not, not telling your parents that you were being bullied. Although, looking back, you maybe didn't realize that you were being bullied, so... It wasn't like an active choice to hide it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anything else? No. I have one very specific example, and it is not one of my proudest moments. And they do know about this now. I came clean. Why are you laughing? Because this was your question. I know, and I... You're putting yourself on the spot. I thought I would share this story because it's not all roses over here. Okay, so when my sister and I were kids and we were at our first, like our first childhood home, why are you looking at me like that? Because I think I know what this one is. I was watching TV up in my parents' room. (laughs) I was chewing gum, which I was not supposed to be doing, unsupervised, (laughs) apparently. Um, And I was laying on the floor and I was blowing bubbles with the gum and the gum fell out of my mouth. You were laying on your back. Yes, yeah. and it fell out of my mouth as I was blowing bubbles or whatever I was doing and into my hair. <laughs> and I went downstairs to tell my dad, and I blamed it on my sister, <laughs> who I'm fairly certain like was only... I mean, we were in that house until I was maybe seven. So the, the, the oldest she would have been was like three or four. Um, and my dad was like, gave her a lot of trouble for that. And she got in a lot of trouble for that. And then he was trying to like brush it out in the back. It was a whole thing. Uh, and I was going to take that to my grave and like probably about five or six years ago. I don't know how it happened, but I came clean to my whole family. For a couple of whiskeys. Uh, no, no, something happened. And I was like, I probably, my sister was having a, t- a tough time about something. And I was like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you about this <laughs> because I just can't, I, my conscience can't handle it anymore. Uh, and I told her and she was pissed and she brings it up honestly pretty often. She probably doesn't even remember it happening. I'm sure she doesn't. Although she will tell you that she remembers like getting spanked or whatever, but I, whether or not that actually happened, I don't know. I can't rem- recall. I do recall the whole charade of it all. <laughs> no. uh, and I, like, You're walking down the stairs thinking, I'm going to get in so much shit. 100%. How can I get out of, 100%, out of this? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Which, honestly, um, that probably was the day that I realized that it was way better to not be an only child. Because who do you blame? who do you blame on when you're the only child? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I don't think I ever blamed anything on. I think you took the blame for a lot of things. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. You're up. I'm up. Uh, Where the heck is that one? Was there anything that you were exceptionally good at when you were younger? Um. Hmm. I mean, exceptionally isn't the operative word here. 
because I think if I was exceptionally good at something, like I'd be doing that thing. I'd be like a <laughs> world famous like project prodigy. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like you're you're, like not something that everybody can do, like riding a bike. Okay. Everybody can ride a bike. Um, you played the saxophone. Not everybody can play the saxophone. Well, but a lot of people play the saxophone. Like really. I was good at that. I, I was good at the saxophone. I was good at fast pitch. When I was a kid, I actually was like consecutively every, I remember one specific season because they used to print the stats in the paper. Oh, really? Yeah, my, I'm pretty sure my mom still has all the clippings. <laughs> um, there was a, at least one or two years where it was like every week I was in the paper for stats. Wow. Yeah, back in the day. And that was Mississauga too. Yeah, yeah. That was no small town. Well, right. Right. And I mean, your trophies that you have, that you've moved from house to house to house to house. That's honestly like... Yeah, but they're just in a box, not doing anything. You're not even showcasing them. Well, a so lot of them are really ugly. want to see what you were exceptionally good at. But I, I don't... But again, I wouldn't say that I was exceptionally good at that. I was good, but it's not like I am like on Team Canada. You know what I mean? So... I think that would be like outstanding. Like... No, I would say some, I would reverse that. I would the question should be what if something you were like outstandingly good at. I would say fast pitch. I would say playing the saxophone or the guitar, whatever. I don't think I was extraordinary at anything, <laughs> frankly. But you know what I will say now, looking back on it, is I do think I have an extraordinary ability to get people. I mm. get people really quickly. People open up to me really quickly. Tell me like their whole life story really quickly. Isn't that terrible? Um, at times, yeah. But that is one thing that I would say. At this stage of my life, that would be something I think is an extraordinary ability because I don't think everybody gets everybody. I no. Think, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with understanding other people. It takes me a long time to get people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because like... you always crack off about how I'm like, oh, I got a vibe about that person. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, you wait, and always I'm right. Confirm or deny? Confirm. Sure. What were you extraordinary <laughs> at? Outstanding. What, what did you do outstandingly? Uh, nothing. I was terrible at everything. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really do much. What about that time at clown school? <laughs> no. My God, I was terrible at being a clown. I don't even know why I did it. I honestly have no idea. I don't even know. Maybe one of my buddies was in it with me. Now that I remember. But... Yes, I was a clown for two years. <laughs> People. Um, like, I know that I'm, like, a decent sport player. You know what I... have never had, like, the drive to actually do anything. Right. It. Yes. But what I find is very interesting now is you're the type of person, and I don't come across this a lot. Not that I, like, I'm out there polling the people. But you pick up sports like any sport you play you, sh you could have been a professional if you had of like played it when yeah. you were a kid and like actually went through the ropes of like getting up to you know elite levels yeah truly it's entirely possible like for example the fact that you like with baseball you did yeah. not start playing baseball until you were like 18 mm -hmm. like competitive like in a, in a league and you have a natural ability yeah one thing that i will say having played baseball my whole life is sometimes you do not get 
the game aspect of it because you just don't know like you haven't experienced a play like that or something like that that's one thing i noticed but that would have come had you have played from when you were a kid you know what i mean yes thanks for pointing out that i'm bad (laughs) that's not what i'm saying what i okay whatever i just gave you a huge compliment but that's fine but you followed it up with "Mm, you make mistakes I didn't say you made mistakes. I say I okay, whatever. I'm not even. I'm not even giving you the satisfaction because you're just being ridiculous. So you were extraordinary at nothing. No, absolutely not. Like I didn't. I didn't play an instrument. I didn't. Uh, like I didn't sing. I didn't. I wasn't good at school. Yeah, which is funny because. For you to, like like you were saying, oh, you played the saxophone, you played baseball, like I was good in school, like all of these things that you were telling me that I was extraordinary at. And I'm like, yeah. good, it was just my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so interesting to have that different perspective of you thinking that you were not extraordinary at anything. Yeah. Thinking that I was, and I'm like, no. Like that's just how, that was what I did. Yeah. That's the way that, it's a perspective, I guess. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that you weren't extraordinary at something. Uh, it wasn't like, well, I, I don't know. I was never like praised at anything. I mean, I always like able to make people laugh, mm. mostly at my own expense. But... <laughs> right. Well, what I will say uh, now is, I think probably you are one of the most dedicated like committed people like if you are in something you're in it whether it's like like for example in the gym Mm -hmm. or you know if you have like in a relationship like if you're in it you're in it yeah you know and i think that is something that i wish i had when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) i mean who knows is the professional or the uh being on the other side of the TV for me, you'll never know. Is it all what it makes out to be? Probably not. Like being a professional athlete? Or just being on TV. Hmm. Did you ever want that? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like, oh. Be it, well, most of the time it was like, make it to the NHL. Really? Yeah. This is really the only sport I played growing up. Hmm. Interesting. I never wanted to be famous. Why? I just wasn't interested. Like you didn't want to be on TV famous or like, cause like you always talk about writing a book or something like that. Okay. Valid. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. More. I think if you're an author, you're kind of like not so much in the public eye. Like if you talk about like author fame versus. I don't know a single author. Robert Munch says about it. <laughs> because I, I read he, Colton books. He just died not I. too I. long ago. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. He probably should be dead by now anyway. Well, he's been around for a long time. Since we were young. I remember him in kindergarten, like the books at least. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I think author famous is different than like movie star famous. Yeah. Sp- ath- professional athlete famous. Especially. What is the most famous? What is the most famous? Like, do more people know who, like, Kobe Bryant or Derek Jeter? 
or uh, Ryan Reynolds or that's Tom tough. Hanks. That's tough. Um, or uh, I don't know who any like like Drake. I feel like more people probably know who Drake is than Derek Jeter. Sure. I, I believe so. I think it depends who you're asking. I'm talking about a global like general population. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think um unfortunately, I think a lot of pe- like a lot of the most famous people are like celebrities because they're celebrities. You know what I mean? Like they're not celebrities because they're like a movie star or you know, a professional athlete. Like they're famous cuz they're famous. How do you get famous then? Mm. Like, I'm thinking of the Kardashians when you say that. Yeah, 100%. Which, don't get me wrong, there's, like, a whole pile of business and, like, you know, they're, they're doing all sorts of things. But, but what came first? The Fame? sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> so one person. Well, no, didn't... Uh... I don't know. We're not getting into it. Okay. Because... Well, that was the point of this, was to start a conversation. Well, yeah, we don't have time to talk about this. And also, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid a defamation lawsuit. So, let's move on. Okay. What has been the best day of your life so far? There's a lot. The best day. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, because like, it happens every time I come home. What? Colton. And I'm, like, like, his laugh is enough to like make it the best day. Really? Like, did you hear it today? Yes. When I was playing with yes. him? Yeah, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, okay. So every day is the best day because he laughs. Well, at this point in time, yes. I'm sure there's going to be one day I come home, he's going to tell me he fucking hates me. (laughs) 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 I just hope that that's not in the near future. Yeah, well, I mean, the good thing is, is that we've discussed that you become a good parent by learning. So Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Um... The best day of my life, well, that's tough because I feel like you probably thought this too, is like there's some like obvious ones. The wedding. The wedding. Uh, Probably not my favorite day. No? Why? Because, don't get me wrong, like I love you and that was awesome, but it wasn't like... I had the best time in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hear that. because and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some stereotypical, like, this is the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, it was great to, like, have everybody there and it be a big party. But, like, we have everybody there and it be a big party, like, for no reason. Yeah. You know? Pretty much everybody who was at our wedding has been to our house. <laughs> well, that's, like, the that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So... For me, I find it really hard to say, like, the best day of my life was some big, like, you know, big special occasion. Because, to to your point, I think there are smaller moments that mean more. So. I bet you on the top of your list is somewhere in Scotland. I w- okay, so I would say the most impactful day of my life. Uh, was a hundred percent in the when we were in the Isle of Skye. Yeah, and 
I like I've written about this a lot. I've written a lot of pieces on on this on various platforms and, and whatever. But yeah, it was I, I could I truly have no words. I can't explain it. But something about just how that moment shook out on the top of the Kerrang and you were in the bus because it was pouring rain. It was like hailing and windy yeah, like, and I'm you're like fucking soaked and cold. I'm yeah. And like out. you had been, you know, we did everything up until that point together. And for whatever reason, like that was your last straw. You're like, I'm out. I'm just, I'm staying in the bus. I was like, cool. I'm going to go climb this cliff. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, something about, being literally at the top of this cliff and the wind is like pelting me in the face and the hail and the rain and it was freezing and I was like literally I slipped like eight times trying to climb up and I thought I was gonna like plummet to my death and I just stood there at the edge and like looked out and it was just like everything like it I I, I don't even know how to describe it honestly mm-hmm. uh, I it, could see it it changed my life mm-hmm. that very moment I don't know what it was, but it was like, it yeah, it just changed my life. Mm-hmm. It was the the sheep, all the sheep that were burrowed into the side of the no, cliff. No, not at all. There with you. Not at all. I and one one way that I've described this uh, in the past is that it was su- such a surreal feeling for me because I was there, never having never been there before, and it felt like I belonged there it felt like i grew up there i lived there or some past version of me was had walked those footsteps already Hmm. and yeah it was wild so yeah if i was to say like most yeah most impactful or most memorable day was that i you know whether or not that was the best day of my life i don't know i can't really quantify that frankly Mm -hmm. what is the most annoying sound um well i will tell you as i edit these every time i go it drives me nuts and i can't always get it out it's funny because so many people do that it's like a lip smack yeah 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 i mean i don't know if i do it obviously i go yeah that's super annoying um but yeah i would say that's that's what annoys me but it's only because i have to listen to this and edit this and try to get those out and sometimes i can and sometimes they have to stay in story in advance (laughs) um so i would say that i would say what else well i know for you the sound of people chewing oh it's so fucking annoying wow the sound of people chewing and people chewing with their mouth open yeah. Obviously, if you're chewing with your mouth closed, there's not much you can do. I mean, the yeah, thing that's you, in your mouth is not alive. You don't need to, like, kill it before you eat it. You can <laughs> slow down a little bit. But if you chew with your mouth open, oh, my fucking God. It's, it's the most annoying sound in the world. Yeah. You were super angry. Uh, yeah, I don't have, I really don't, I can't think of one. Other than that noise that I make, and it's my own noise. It's the sound of multiple sounds. Oh, yes. I would never would have said that without you saying that. Yes. Well, because I'm pretty sure I have undiagnosed ADHD, um, and that's a. Th- I can't. I have to have. Uh, there's a certain. I can listen to music while conversations are happening, but it has to be at a certain volume. Otherwise. It like irritates me mm-hmm. if it's too loud and I'm trying to also listen to a conversation or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, 
I that's especially the case actually driving is I either the music's up and we're listening to the music and I'm singing to the music or if we're having a discussion the music needs to be off because I can't be driving or like watching what's going on outside and also having a conversation while the music's blaring and now that we have like 8,000 children's <laughs> toys here that all make different noises all of them making different noises and we always have the radio on here like all there's always a playlist playing mm-hmm. for, for whatever the vibe is uh and to hear the toys over the playlist it's like I, there's points in the day where i'm like nope shut it all off let's sit here in silence colton and i you can, just, <laughs> you can just stare at each other because i'm like you're not touching any of these toys <laughs> you're touching too many toys at the same time <laughs> please stop yeah and it 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 is like nails on a chalkboard mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. for me I don't know. Yeah. And I think that is something to do with some neurodivergence. Okay. Next. Just did it. Motherfuck. What? <laughs> How do you think your best friends would describe you if they could only use three words? Ooh. I feel like proper would be one of them. proper not like your mannerisms or anything like that but i feel like there's uh a way things are supposed to be done okay and they need to be done that way you're talking about me yeah you. I, you're supposed to say about your friends oh well i was being the best friend describing you in oh okay words. sorry so you'd say proper i would call that neurotic but that's fine. i was trying to be nice well, don't be nice. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Um, um, okay, so do you want No, me? no, you can do mine, and okay. then I'll do some for you. Uh, uh, excited? Is excited a word? Yes, it's a word. I know it's a word, but the word. There's times where I talk to you, and you're talking about like the most mundane thing, but you are so like up and upbeat and high pitched, and that's called passion. You should try it. <laughs> it's called having a zest for life. You should try it. Okay, sure. <laughs> so sue me that I get excited not, about things. I'm just saying, like I'm describing you. Why are you being upset about I'm t- it? I took offense to that because you're attacking my, the very being of my personality. It's called being extra, is what the, what the word is. It's not excited. It's you're so extra. Okay, continue. Last one. I don't, uh, come back to me. <laughs> okay. For you, I would say, yeah, I, right? <laughs> I know. Now you're never going to not hear it. For you, I would say, dedicated. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the sense of like dedicated to the things you enjoy, like the, the hobbies, the passions. But I also mean that in the sense of like you'd give somebody the shirt off your back. Mm-hmm. Like you're that friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like if somebody's like furnace breaks down in the middle of winter and they're calling you, if they're, if they're your friend, like you're going to go in the dead of winter and fix their furnace like as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're that guy that like people call you, they know you're going to pick up, they know you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I would also say that you are like undercover emotional (laughs) in the sense of like you portray this, 
you know, sort of hardcore exterior, you know, like unpenetrable. Mm Mm-hmm. But you actually cry all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. Like, the girls... We had the girl, girls' night, like, a month or so ago. And for some reason, we were like, let's watch the wedding videos. I don't even know how we got there. And we were watching it, and it was our ceremony snippet. And you're you're not just crying. You're sobbing. I was not sobbing. Okay, we'll watch it back. Yeah, roll the footage. I will roll the footage. Okay. And the gals were like, oh my... They were all crying because you were crying. Yeah, that happens to me too. If I see somebody crying, oof. But that... I could not even know the person. <laughs> and they're crying. And I'm like, man, I feel you. Well, good thing you didn't watch Dancing with the Stars last night because it was a sob, se- sob session, let me tell you. So, undercover. Undercover weeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you think of another one yet? No. So only two things describe me. That I'm extra neurotic. Love that. You, those are your words. <laughs> those are your words. Well, that's a Cole's notes. I almost want to say fearless. Okay. Mm, but only because like you uh, are so decisive. That's what mm. the word I should have been. Should have used decisive. Yes. Okay. Like when you, like you're not scared to do something. Because, it like you don't do things on a whim. Like, you put thought into yeah. To Everything have, I do uh, is yeah. very calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of thinking, overthinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. You nailed it. Yeah, neurotic, extra, and decisive. That's me. You should get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, okay, so for your last one, I would say. I would say, like, I don't know how to describe this other than saying, like, no nonsense. Like, you're the type of person where if somebody pulls some stupid shit, they're, like, out. Like, bye. See ya. Like, you have such a... It's either that or I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. Right. For doing that. Right. And you need to not do that. Mm-hmm. Or you just need to never talk to me again. Right. And I think because you come off as, like, very intimidating, people would just never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had so many people, not so many, but there have been people that have been like, you've, like, when I first met you, I was so intimidated. When I'm like, really? Like, I think it's the height. That's it. Because if you saw this guy weep as much as I do, <laughs> you would be like not intimidated in the slightest i think i'm more intimidating than you are probably and i actually get that a lot that i am very intimidating well you're you are like stern yeah i well for thanks (laughs) um yeah well i think that comes from like i said i'm very uh, thing i do things that very thoughtfully Mm -hmm. i think a lot and I use my words in a way that probably doesn't always make people feel nice. Uh, but I'm honest. At least you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I never, never pretended to be like everyone's cup of tea. That's for certain. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, next question. It's on you. Oh. No, you just asked that one. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I have one of these two. I don't know which one. One, two, three, pick. Which emotion is stronger, love 
or hate? Hate. You think so? 100%. It's stronger, but it lasts less time. Okay, so that's why I was... My argument was like, but love lasts longer. That like, doesn't mean love it's... Love makes you feel more. I think so. Like, what's it? Oh, I fucking hate that. Boom. Oh, you block it. If you block it. You block it. Mm-hmm. Because you're com- Mr. Compartmentalize. Yep. And sweep it under the rug <laughs> and like talk about it in several years from now and like on a couch in a therapist's office. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for you, definitely, I would say that probably hate doesn't feel as strong because you can just set it and forget it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's the case for the average person, but who knows? Maybe that's what people's coping mechanisms are. I, I don't know. These are not answering. What? Okay, so I think hate is stronger. I think I feel hate stronger than I feel love. Okay. Because to me, anger always feels stronger than any other emotion for me. Anger and hate are the same thing? Well, I think hate is an angry emotion. Of course. Comparative to love, which is not an angry emotion. And I just think I personally feel anger more deeply than I feel other emotions. Like for me, when I feel anger, I have a a visceral reaction. Like my body shakes when I'm angry. I don't feel a visceral reaction when I feel like love. To me, that feels more calm and Mm -hmm. natural. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think because of that, I would say that hate feels stronger because it feels unnatural. It feels, like I said, like I, I, I shake literally when I'm, when I'm like pissed. I think a lot of people do. I do. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't have that same sort of like physical visceral reaction hmm. when I think about love. Yeah. You don't get butterflies? I mean, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The candle is no longer lit. (laughs) It is but an ember. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know. I feel like... I feel like when you're younger, love does feel stronger because you haven't felt it as much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially your first love. Right. So the, the, whatever you fall in love with first. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, to, well, and I guess it depends on how you look at it because you may say that love is a stronger emotion because it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess it comes down to like, is strong equivalent to like durability or longevity? If you were in a hateful state of emotion. Mm-hmm. And something you love came along. Would you be able to forget the hate? No. No? See, I think that, that's where We differ. I am, yeah. <laughs> no, if I'm like raging, yeah, I'm raging. It takes a long time. You know. Yeah. Like, I talk things to death if mm-hmm. they're pissing me off. So they don't even make sense anymore. It's like saying a word so many times. Yes. Before, yeah. Yes. Like when you talk about... Your, what's bothering you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to. I have to talk about it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever uh, until I feel like I'm done. 
yeah, I don't know. But I have, I have always had more negative emotions have always felt more to me. If that makes sense. Like even a lot of my writing, the best writing mm-hmm. I do is mm-hmm. when it's about like literally the worst possible thing. Yeah. Like the true. worst feeling. Yeah. Grief, heartbreak, loss. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I just, it's just, uh, I don't know. Evokes a lot of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I've also written some really powerful pieces about things that are more on the the happy side, the joyous side, yeah. the love side. Everything I write about you makes people weep. We're weepers. <laughs> cool. Okay. Last one. Last one. Is there any talent that seems to be passed down in your family? Well, I mean, we're all decent at hockey. We're also British, so like sweeping the bad shit under the rug and not talking about anything. <laughs> you got that on lock, eh? <laughs> Yeah, nice. Cool. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, okay. I would say there's a, probably a few in mine. I think... Um, Cooking is probably one. It's what I was just thinking about. Were you? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just what popped in my head. Why? Because your dad loves to cook. Your grandmother loved to cook. So I'm told. And you love to cook. Mm. It's not even about love. It's about being good at it. Okay. Don't tell me <laughs> that the freaking pork chops with the mustard white wine sauce earlier today for dinner was not fabulous. That I literally whipped up from scratch. I don't know. Yeah, well, you married honestly, the wrong guy. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> right because I need someone that appreciates the efforts I put in. I literally made that up. I made that up and how delicious was it? It was very good. Yeah, I It know. was very good. Okay. You did great, honey. Thank you. I would also say um, exaggerating. <laughs> You could sound a little more surprised. Really? <laughs> That's what you chose? Uh, it's a, it is a talent. I never would have noticed. My thing here, but here's what makes it a talent. What makes it a talent is if you say something with enough conviction, people will believe you. I just roll my eyes at you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. Uh, and then I would also say storytelling. Which apparently is a Scottish thing. It's very Scottish to be storytellers. Yeah. You're not much a storyteller, though. When I am on a kick and I'm writing, I'm telling stories a lot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking, like, sitting down and talking about stories. Well, but here's the thing, is that you are basing that off of our interactions. Mm -hmm. If you were, like, a fly on the wall, for example... When I went to that uh, networking event back in, I don't know, whatever it was, August, all I did was tell stories. But you've heard, like, you live them, so I don't have to tell you. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I am the story. Eh? Right. So, like, if you <laughs> were, like, a fly on the wall yeah. or you were observing, that's why I loved going to your trade school graduation because all of these people were talking about you. Like, as if I had never met you before. They're like, oh my God, like, he's so funny. He's this, he's that. And it's like, all of these things I know. 
but I don't actively think about because it's like I live it all the time. And so to see it from like another person's perspective and be reminded of these things that truly we take for granted in one another, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was a, a really like wonderful experience for me. And uh, yeah, and that's, I feel like if you were observing me in a situation where it was like I was socializing and you were just kind of like watching things unfold, you would definitely see the storytelling aspect. So I'm a bother to you. I, I, I hold you back from telling your stories. Yeah, I would say you hold me back in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've reached the end. That's it. Ten questions. Rapid fire. I, I don't think it was that rapid. I think we've been talking for like an hour. Is that how long we've been I'm not talking? sure. There's, I can't tell the time on this. Mm. It's 173, 100, no, 1,735 bars. Uh, I don't know what that is in minutes. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for joining us for this episode of Raising Hail. How do you say this again? I forget. Huga. 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 Hugo. Goofo. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. We don't know what it's going to be about yet because we... Don't forget to DM us. Need, yes. Yes. quirky, weird things that you do. That you did as a family. I'll it give you a hint. It could be traditions. It could be... Here's one. I'm just going to give you something to go off of. And I'll, I'll talk about this later when we actually do this episode. But here's an idea if you're looking for something. Growing up, I... Uh, was in a family where when it was somebody's birthday, we sang happy birthday. After happy birthday, we sang very loud and obnoxiously for he's a jolly good fellow. Um, and people like don't do that. <laughs> like I've done that at other people's birthdays <laughs> and I'm like the like... only one singing. Uh, but it's like, if you don't do that at, at our family functions, we're like, Oh, you must not like that guy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, like oh, they're not a part of the family. Well, this is what I'm saying. If 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 it was my birthday and I didn't get sung for "She's a Jolly Good Fellow," I would be like, "Did I do something that pissed you guys off?" Because it's like, Am I forget not a good fellow anymore. <laughs> forget, forget happy birthday. Just sing. Just one year has gone by, and all of a sudden, I'm no longer a good fellow. Oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> so that's mine, uh, among many other things, which I'll get into uh, in a later episode. But if you have one, please do share with us because uh, we would love I to know. I can't figure one out. Brandon so. has none. I think it's just because he's refusing to even acknowledge his, his entire childhood and upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> All right. That's it for now. Anything yeah. else? No. Nope. All right. It's been a real slice. Yeah. I got to go watch Dancing with the Stars. I got to go eat. Bye-bye. See you later. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Raising Hail. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss a minute of this literal debauchery. The intro to this podcast is made possible by our talented producer, Sydney Shamandel. You can learn more about working with them by visiting www.sydneyshamandel.ca. That's spelled S-Y-D-N-E-Y-S-U-M-A-N-D-L.ca. Our music, Stylish Sex Guitar, is provided by Audio Green via Audio Jungle. And hey, if you enjoyed listening, we'd appreciate a review or recommendation. The more, the merrier, we always say. Until next time.